Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Here we are again. Welcome back to the podcast, working to change the narrative that women don't want to hear women. Of course we do. And yes, fellas, we know that you do too. Each week we feature a female artist and have these great open conversations about their lives and struggles, making it not just as a woman in the industry, but as an artist. This week we have Ray Lynn. We were introduced to her through NBC's The Voice back in the day. And man, she has come a long way. So proud of this woman and who she has become. So we get into all kinds of things, including The voice the struggle of love triangle that song being a military wife and like so much more so let's get into it guys you ready here we go well Raylin, welcome to the podcast i know i'm so i've been wanting to do this forever every time we see each other i'm like when am i gonna be on the podcast i know we've been talking about it and it's finally happening it's reality so so thankful thank you for being here your podcast is amazing thank you i love the ones i've listened to thank you you know we're just trying to do our thing over here and try to be a part of this conversation which Mm -hmm. we will get into right now but you know when i was uh just kind of getting ready for this i was looking up like all these random videos of you and stuff like just going back going down memory lane and i saw the timestamp on the voice videos has it really been six years I think it's seven it'll be seven in february because yeah no it'll be eight eight it'll be because it was 2012 that i auditioned it was 2012 that i it was right after the super bowl oh my, my gosh yeah no it'll be six it'll be six seven six? Uh, no, no. It'll be seven. math is yes. hard wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you're right because it's 2018 it was 2012 that it aired i'm doing all this math in my head y'all i'm i'm homeschooled as you can tell um <laughs> But yeah, so it was 2012 that it aired. It was right after the Super Bowl because I was the first audition right after the Super Bowl, which was nuts. I'll never forget, like, that day I literally had, like, 500 followers, and I went from that day having 500 followers to 10,000 followers on Instagram. Damn! No, no, on on Twitter because Twitter was the big thing back then. Right, right. And so this year will be my seventh year to celebrate. Oh, my gosh. That's nuts. Well, and, like, thinking about that, I realized that you really kind of grew up in the industry. I mean, you were 16, 17? 17 when I auditioned, yeah. So do you think that like your experience as a woman in country music has been different from other women because of that platform where you started? I think it has 100%. Yeah. Um, I think there's benefits to growing up in the industry and I think that there's like not so beneficial it is because I think growing up, it's hard for fans to see you as a woman sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the hardest part for me is like, I was 17 when I was on the show. I still lived at home in Texas and I had hair so long. I didn't know I hadn't experienced life on my own yet. I was still living with my parents. Um, even though I've always been a super independent person, but everything, when you grow up with all these eyes looking at you, everything gets really critiqued. Um, Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, some artist friends that I can think of, they went straight into the industry being a woman. And I feel like that's a little bit easier because, They've never, they don't have anything to compare you to. Right. Which is that's hard. true. So, yeah. You really had to like try and find your own way to be like, hey, I'm yeah. not a little kid anymore. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's just one of those things. It's like, but I'm also very thankful for yeah. it in some ways because my fans have gotten to grow with me, which is really cool too. Like mm-hmm. the fans that I've had that are my age, 
they know what that transition's like, yeah. which has been super awesome. Like, I'll, I'll see some fans on the road, and they're like, I've been following you since The Voice. We've kind of grown up together. And I'm like, yep, yeah, we have. So that part of it's really cool. When you look back at that, what's the most cringeworthy thing? Because I know, like, oh I look God. back at myself at that age, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad nobody saw it. But, like, everybody saw your entire life. Yeah, I would say the, <laughs> the funniest thing, Josh loves to look up the voice videos of like my audition. Yeah, that's and her like, husband, by the way. My, that's my husband, by the way. Um, and he just loves. Okay, so this is so funny. The I did if I die young is one of my performances, yeah. and it was my it was like the takeout round or whatever. So it was like me and Aaron Willett, and we both sing a song. And I will never forget. You know, I was crying, I was upset, and then I go out there to sing if I die young, and my last note was the worst note I've ever had ever in my singing career oh, no. and I like and I it, like literally sounded like I went through puberty it was like put on your best boys it was like something <laughs> awful and I literally that was like the worst thing ever and I remember I got off stage and I was like I'm done I like told my mom I was like we're going home you know this oh. is over and and so it's so funny because Josh will be like I'll I'm just like sitting on the couch or something and he'll be watching it. I'm like, babe, that's mean. Take that off. And he'll just be listening just to be just, just, to, be, just to be funny. Just be like, he goes, sometimes I just gotta keep you humble. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> babe. Like, that is not funny. His favorite it. He's yeah, ready, he's ready he with it at it. all times. Oh yeah. And then and then another interview that I love to watch is my interview after I got eliminated and my eyes are like red as heck, and I'm just so upset. And then you hear me say, Well, at least I got to kiss Justin Bieber's cheek, because he was there at the show that day. <laughs> And I really did get to kiss his cheek, and that's all I talked about. And I'm like, oh my god, I sound so 17 years old. Like, oh, it's just... I need to find that, isolate it, and then like make it your ringtone. For yeah, I got to kiss Justin Bieber's <laughs> cheek. It was so funny. So now that you've come to where you are, and you uh, look back at all of that, all of those experiences, and going out and just really killing it immediately with your career, did you ever? Notice was there a moment when you noticed that something was a little wrong with how with female representation in country music? Yes, I would say the the first thing that I noticed is it's a lot longer of a process for us. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've been here for it's hard to believe that I've been here for almost I think seven and a half years. Yeah, and in that seven and a half years, I've seen men just literally move here, and in two years have you know instant success which is not i'm not dogging them by any right. means no i mean like kudos to you i'm i'm one of those people like the more the merrier and great artist is a great artist and if you are killing it god bless you that's awesome but right. we all have to admit that any woman that's working right now has literally been here for eight years or longer just crushing it killing it you know doing background vocal jobs doing anything that they can to get where they're at today and it's just it's just different yeah. you know and so i think that's what's so important about what you do and 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 interviewing us and what you know other platforms are doing right now is talking about changing the conversation because it is so important mm -hmm. it shouldn't be this hard yeah you know but to an extent i i look at what's happened in the last eight years and i've not not eight years yet, but seven and a half or whatever. Mm. And I see how much I've grown and I see how much I've grown in, as a person. And I think in some ways you just have to look at it as, as God's timing. And yeah. when I look back at my life, I don't know if I would have been able to handle 
what that success would have looked like at 18 or 19. I don't think I would be as grounded as I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think about, I don't know if I would have met, you know, if, if, if I would have, you know, gotten married. I don't know if all these things in my life would have happened. So at the end of the day, you just have to know that your path is different and right. that everything works out for a reason. But it has to change because when I think about all these women that are coming up that are all so talented, we all deserve a spot on that chart. Mm-hmm. Not just not just one of us, not just four of us or five of us. I be- I cannot wait till the day when you look at the like the country music chart and it's half women and half men. Yes, and that's what I'm praying for every day. It's like you know we all should want to see each other succeed, and I'm just thankful that I've been so embraced by this town, and I'm I lived I've been here technically not moved yet but since i was 16 mm-hmm. you know going up and down music row writing songs and but you know what i wouldn't change it for the world it's yeah. just uh, but it's definitely you know it's definitely different well you brought up supporting women and yeah. you know wanting to root for each other and everything and uh one of the big problems because of the lack of women mm-hmm. being represented is that there is, we're all human. Like yeah. you can get jealous. You, yes. you get, you, you don't know that there's even a space for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you compete. And a lot of times women are pitted against each other. Yeah. Especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. I think the group of girls that are in it right now are pretty good at fighting that. Yeah. But for people that are listening and struggling with stuff like that and not wanting to be that person, how do you become how you are it's it this is my thing is it's okay to have goals for yourself and it's okay to get upset it's okay to like be like gosh when's that gonna happen for me it's okay to have those feelings because we're all human but as a person who adores music who like i think about the women that i listen to like shania twain miranda lambert dixie chicks like the judds all dolly parton like all of them I'm so thankful it wasn't just Dolly or just Miranda or just Carrie because then it wouldn't be so colorful and so amazing and I wouldn't have all these women to be inspired by. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that I've always loved is like there's enough fans for everybody and everybody's time is going to come. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to it's okay to be upset though. If, if you're not going to get upset, then you're not human. You know, all of us are going to go through the feelings of it, but it's about having a jealous heart. You never want to have a jealous heart right. because... When something great happens for you, you want people to stick up for you and be excited for you. You don't want to be the girl that nobody, that they're like, oh, well, why did that have to happen to that girl? Because she's never been nice to me or she never wanted the best for me. Like, that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's it's important and it's fun. I mean, it's so much mm-hmm. fun to go to my friend's shows. Like, I went to Cassidy Pope's show at the Basement East, but she's like, I mean, there there's Honestly, like the girl group right now, like you said, is so amazing. And to see everybody singing her music and just her crushing it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I just, I love that. We all went to go see Marin when she was opening up for Niall. That was such a cool moment. Like we were singing every song the loudest. It was awesome. But those moments are just like, those are the reasons why I fell in love with music where yeah. concerts and all that stuff. So it's just important. Well, let's talk a little bit about that group because it is so important and mm-hmm. it's so lovely to see and watch and, and witness. But um, how did that all come together? Were you guys just naturally bonded or just how did you guys end up being friends? First of all, we're all just super fans of each other, yeah. you know, and we hung out. I'm trying to think. We've just like seen each other at different events. And once you start talking, like, we're all kind of the same. Like, right. you know, we, me, Marin and Cass and Lindsay, we just all have a really great time together. And 
Um, and then, you know, we have our girls' nights. And mm-hmm. I mean, I Which love. Which end up making like country music news. Yeah, it's just so fun. I'm like, we're all just hanging out. Right. We're a little tipsy, but hey, if we make country music news, it's all good. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's just awesome to be in a group of, of incredible um, women. And I, I mean, I just respect every girl that's killing it right now. I mean, Carly Pierce, I'm so proud of. Yeah. She is so amazing, but she didn't have it easy either. She worked her butt off. And then even Kelsey's worked her butt off. Like every, all of us, there's not one female artist that you can look at and be like, man, they just, it just happened for them fast. Right. And if you yeah. think it happened for them fast, when you actually hear their story, it didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we've all just came here with the same passions and the same, you know, want to do this. But I, yeah, I love, I love Marion, Lindsay, and Cassidy. They're just so funny. Like, we're all just... You guys are all so funny. We all the same sense of humor and, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm just... I'm blessed that they're my friends. And, and it's so funny because when we all hang out, we don't even talk about music. We're just talking about what's going on in our lives. Really? And watching a funny movie and just chilling. Yeah. Like, or, you know, what's going on. So, I think... Because it's like, it's like that common thing. It's like, you, we all know what we're going through. We don't mm-hmm. really need... Like, it's just never been something that we've talked about. Like, right. Sometimes we will, like... You know, like, we'll be like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Play us a song, you know? But that's always towards, like, the end of the night. The first part of the night is just chilling with my girls and, mm-hmm. like, just spending some time together. I love that. Yeah. So, one of the things that I think is really interesting about you within this conversation is the fact that now you, um, some of your biggest supporters are Florida Georgia Line. Mm-hmm. They're kind of looked at whenever you talk about this conversation about how they're bro country or, you know, they have the lyrics that are about women instead of, you know, mm-hmm. like representing whatever. I think that that's a very different story right now. Their music is very different. But oh, yeah. um, but what is that like for you to be working with them? And what how do they respond to all of these kinds of conversations? I could not say any more great things about those two guys i can literally tear up talking about them because first of all they are one of the only few artists that i've seen that want to continually evolve they don't want to just stick in one genre you know they always want to grow they always want to try something new they always want to try something different and i think it's it's cool because they are seeing now rep because they've you know they've worked with a lot of guy artists you know Mm -hmm. or not even just guy artists but everybody at Tree Vibes, it's all dudes. And mm-hmm. and so I'm the first girl that they signed over there to write music. And I think now they're seeing the differences because of what, you know, it's going on with me. But they, with coming, like with writing this new music, I love what Tyler says. He goes, let's give them a reason not to play your stuff. We're going to come up with music and you're going to, like, this is going to be so you and it's going to be so meant for country radio that we're going to give them a reason not to play it. Mm-hmm. And so they have to play it. And when he said that, that like lifted my spirit because that's what I needed to hear. Like yeah. we're going to, we're going to put out the best music where you have to play it. Like, cause it's so good and it's so unique and it's, it's so in right now. And I think for, it's been really just awesome to work with them because they've given me another layer of confidence and knowing that what I'm doing is different and super and super unique. And also it's like, I moved to Nashville when I was, well, I technically was coming back at 16, mm-hmm. 17 and I was always writing this like really super country, like, you know, it was kind of ghetto, but kind of, it was just awesome. And it yeah. was like this thing and it was different. And I remember I kind of drifted away from that for a second, mm-hmm. but then just this whole new energy that I felt this year. And just, I'm honestly, this has been one of my favorite years ever of just like 
being there for my husband when he needs me. First of all, he is my rock and I could not do this without him. But, you know, he's been gone a lot in the army and like going back and forth to go see him and then having to balance songwriting and all of this. Like, even though there's been a lot to to juggle, it has been such a fulfilling year because I've been so happy with the music that I've been creating. And I like every time I get home, I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for all my fans to hear this and this thing to just grow. And I just know that it's all in this season right now and it just it really makes me excited well and you wrote a song recently about your husband that yeah. you played at a show that i saw you out a few weeks yes. ago and like i had to tell you like it stopped me in my tracks i mean <laughs> it you. was absolutely beautiful and it is about um you know your husband being away mm-hmm. and what is it called camo camo mm-hmm. oh my god you can't is that out anywhere it's not out yet no okay but we're gonna put it out soon okay good because mm-hmm. everyone needs to hear that but i do want to talk about josh a little bit because i know that there are a lot of people that listen listen to this that are military spouses Mm -hmm. and it's a very unique position to be in and especially you when you're in high stress situations all the time yourself Mm -hmm. for those people that are listening how do you stay so strong and so sane through all of this I think a big part of it is keeping incredible people around you Mm -hmm. I have the best family and the best friends that you could ask for and in times that I do get sad I have any of my friends would literally drop anything to come spend some time with me Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's about that and it's about Knowing that my husband is doing something that he loves, just like I'm on the road and I'm gone 24-7, but he loves me through it. And he's like, you do you, baby. Like that whole, that is what I'm supposed to do as a wife for him. And I mean, how can I argue when he's wanting to serve our country? Like, and I think, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just to take in every single moment I'm with him. Like it's hard to like get upset. It's hard to like get just any get upset about anything when you don't really get to see the person that you love. And so I think that part has really helped me. And, um, and it's just, it's cool for him to like, I'm just so excited to see him just thrive in this. And, um, and then also the military spouse community is absolutely incredible. Like every show I have, I have a woman coming up to me, just thankful that, you know, she has someone to look up to in that situation. And, and, you know, we're all just trying to make it. We're all just right. like, you know, it, we can only be as strong as we can be. But I will say there are moments like I didn't get to talk to Josh for six weeks and I was so upset. I missed him. And I literally was sitting, I was checking out at Kroger and I saw this girl with like three kids and she had one on her hip. One was in the, um, in the buggy and then the other one was pulling on her shirt and I could tell she was so stressed. And I, I commented on her babies because she had the cutest curly hair with green eyes. And I go, oh, my gosh. I was like, my husband has green eyes and curly hair. I hope my baby looks just like you. And I was just kidding with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she said uh, to me, she's like, thank you. She's like, it's just been a crazy day. And I said, yeah, you have a lot on your hands. And she goes, yeah, it's hard. She goes, I'm so thankful my husband gets back this week. And I haven't seen him in seven months. And I was literally like, I just started tearing up because that's exactly what I needed to hear because I thought, me not seeing my husband for six weeks was bad. Yeah. And she, and that was literally in March. So she didn't see him through all of Thanksgiving and all of Christmas. He was on deployment. Oh. So I think it's just always important when you're feeling down to know that there's always somebody out there that has it worse. And yeah. it's, but it's hard to be thankful in those moments because you're so sad. Yeah. But always try to remember that. So I think that's one thing that I've tried to live by throughout this whole season. Yeah. And is he, is he here right now? He's he's training right now. So, so. but he's like in town. Yeah, 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 so you yeah, get to see yeah. him everything. Well, he's like he's in uh, the United States. Yeah, yeah he's in. Yeah, but 
Oh, well, I love when I, when I get to see you guys together. Oh my God, like, he's so cute. You guys are so him. cute. You, you posted your voting picture I and I was like, go I know, I was going to go vote and he goes, wait for me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's so, a great thing to do as a couple, especially with what he does. This, okay, this is so funny. Do you want to hear how funny this is? Yes. I'm so blonde sometimes. I'm only like, it's only like my third time to vote. And so <laughs> I'm like standing in line to vote and I literally tell them, oh, we're together. Like we can go in the ballot together. Oh, I literally thought <laughs> that that was a thing. And he goes, no, sweetie, you're two separate people at this point. I go, oh, okay, this is no fun. <laughs> the, the guy was like making fun of me. I was like, I didn't know. Like, whatever. It was, it was pretty oh, fun. Oh, well, you do you, girl. I know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you do I you. Just was like, I just want to vote with my husband. Anyways, it was funny. All right. So I also, I want to go back a little bit to this women conversation, yeah. obviously. So, um, for people that might just be listening to this for the first time, I always kind of like to let them know where this podcast came from. Women mm-hmm. want to hear women. It's derived off the phrase, women don't want to hear women, yeah. which is something that I've been told to my face plenty of times. I don't know if you've had it said to your face, but you've definitely heard it around. Well, first of all, I love hearing you on the radio. Makes oh, me happy. thank you. <laughs> but I want to hear you. Oh, thank you. I want to hear you too. I love you too, Sean. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so when you hear that phrase, women don't want to hear women, how do you react? The only way to react is to laugh because all my favorite artists are women. So, like, how can you even say that when the reason why I wanted to get country music was because I was listening to a bunch of women? I wasn't... I mean, I'm fans of of male artists, but Mm -hmm. the ones that I loved their songwriting and was obsessed, like, completely obsessed were the women in this business. Like, Miranda Lambert, her record, Kerosene, was the first record I bought with my own money. Mm. You know? And, like, I loved her songwriting. That man, Charlie Talkin'. Like, I remember watching that music video, getting back from school, and her songwriting, the Dixie Chicks songwriting, Shania Twain, like, freaking, just her stamp. Shania's music could be on country radio today. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, relevant. She was so ahead of her time. And Mm -hmm. it's like, the the way I answer that question is, I want to hear women. Like, Mm -hmm. that's mainly the artists that I've been obsessed with my whole life. And so that's just a bunch of hogwash. Yeah. That's, I mean, literally when I hear that, I'm, I laugh because I'm just like, it's so not true. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, your, your song, uh, Love Triangle, mm-hmm. it frustrated me so much because it's one of the best written songs. Like, I, I don't mean to like blow smoke up your ass, but like, it's like one of the yeah. best written Thank songs you. that I've heard in a long time. Uh-huh. And um, we get people that come in all the time and we ask them about like, you know, what's the last song that stopped them in their tracks and stuff like that. And men and women and artists that have come in have all said love triangle. Oh. So when you experience that, and I know that people tell you all the time about how great that song is, but then you didn't see the success that maybe you would hope for on the radio. How do you rise above that and continue going on? That one was a, I'm not going to lie. That one was like a, like a dagger to my heart. Yeah. It didn't go. But the way I took it is, first of all, it's just, you got to keep on moving. You can't like sit and focus on the past and what should have happened and what could have happened and all that stuff. You honestly have to rise above and, and move forward. But what keeps me going with that song is there's not a moment that I have a fan meet and greet or at a show that I'm not seeing like two or three people in the crowd crying where I'm not seeing somebody coming up to me and telling me that that song has changed your life. I mean, I've had over 10 different couples tell me that they saved their marriage because of that song where they heard that song and they literally were going to get a divorce and they didn't want to put their kids in that situation. They started going to counseling and fix their marriage. So when I hear things like that, it was a number one in my heart and a song 
that makes that kind of impact did what it was supposed to do. And then it sold over half a million copies. Like it went gold. And that, that just goes to show that a great song's always going to win. And, and in that moment, it's, it's, but it's easy, like, to like get upset. That's the thing is, I did get upset. I cried over it. Yeah. I was, I was pretty, you know, I was sad, but I just let it go and kept on moving forward about it. And it, and it's so funny because I get little God winks all the time of people coming up to me and, and talking about that song. And, and it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And as long as everybody knows, Anywhere I go, somebody talks about that song. Yeah. And the fact that people know that it didn't do what it was supposed to do, that's all that I needed. The fact that people even feel that way gives me hope. I'm like, thank God. I'm so glad you saw that. So Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can define success. That's for sure. There is. Mm -hmm. Well, Raylan, I know that we're kind of wrapping up right now, Mm -hmm. but I just... I could go on forever and I've always feel like that with these conversations because you guys are have just been so insightful and and really bringing so much to this conversation but thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. And keep freaking killing it out there. Thank you. I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited for Tailgate. I'm excited for the new music that we've got coming and it's going to be hey, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and I'm That's here right. for it. Because Lord knows I don't run fast either. So. Wait, when, <laughs> when do I think we are? You are going to be releasing some more new music. Um, definitely. Oh, Jesus! Definitely in the new year. Definitely okay, good, year, so. good. And Tailgate is the latest single. You can definitely check that out. We yes, will post check out it the music well. video. The oh, my video girls are in it. So oh my cute! Oh my gosh! Yes, I love it. I love it. It's so great. Well, have a wonderful day, everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And Raylan, go check her out and everything that she's doing because she's amazing. Thank you, Elena. I just want to take a second to remind you guys that it is not easy for artists to be so open about this topic. So thank you, Raylan, for being you. This is all still pretty taboo within the industry, so I'm just thankful to the women that have come through and been so honest. I also want to thank everyone at Warner Music Nashville, also the Women Want to Hear Women team, Brian Webb, Ryan Kirshner, and Jim Casey. Keep those suggestions coming, by the way, about who you want to be featured next. You can tweet me. I'm at Elena D. Smith or at Nash CNTR. Why daily. If you want to check out some videos of the recording with Ray Lynn, you can go to NashCountryDaily.com. We put them up there for you. And lastly, I want to thank you for listening each week. Guys, you impress me more and more with your openness on this topic. And I just, I truly, truly love you guys. Thank you for your support. I hope you have a great week. That's all I got. Bye. Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening.